Hello, everybody, and welcome. This is TL, and you are now <laughs> on the Frontline Stereo Podcast. I need y'all to come up to the front line today. I need y'all to know if you are looking for the news, this is not it. This is just some comfortable couch conversation with some experts and some professionals. And you guessed it, I am not the expert or the professional. (laughs) I'm just the dude that asks the questions. I need y'all to roll with me, stick with me. As usual, you know what I'm about to say. I might go left. But I'm going to do my best not to go left. How y'all doing tonight, man? Look, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Frontline Stereo Podcast because I just want to let y'all know we have amassed 3,000 downloads on the podcast right now, and I am wholeheartedly grateful for everybody who's sticking with me and listening. I know I didn't show up last week. Yes, I did not show up last week, but I am back, um, and I see my people's already coming in. Jaron, what's going on, man? I know I'm going to get you out there for a comment. I'm appreciative of you being a regular listener. Um, Brandon, I'm appreciate you of being a regular listener. Just everybody, man. Look, you guys give me feedback. You guys give me comments. And I just really appreciate you guys being a part of the front line and continuing to do what you do. But y'all know what this motto is, man. Y'all know what the motto of the front line is. It's being more informational over emotional. That's the motto of the show. And we got a lot of work to do as usual, you guys. Um, I keep telling the black community, especially the black people that I'm around, the educated and smart, the experienced in their fields. Um, stop being good house Negroes, man. Look, I need y'all to really stop being good house Negroes and, and getting along with the get along and, and what Massa say and the narrative that he's putting out there. You guys are driving the narrative that he's placing out there. The, the thought right now you are probably having is, TL, that's not me that's going along with that narrative. That's you who goes along with that narrative. But to that, I have a rebuttal. Here's my rebuttal. Listen to me. When presented with new information, you've heard me say this before. When presented with new information, you have to normalize changing your opinion. Um, I'm going to say that one more time. When presented with new information, you have to normalize changing your opinion. I know it's not normal to be wrong, especially black folk. Y'all fight to be, y'all fight when y'all wrong. Y'all fight not to be wrong. It's okay when, when we're wrong, though. That's what I want to say today. It's okay to be wrong because then that way we learn. I've been wrong many times in my life before, um, many moments, but those are the moments that I've learned. Um, without saying it again, that you have to normalize changing your opinion when presented with new information. To those smart, educated black folk that are out there, it is people that are listening to you, that are looking up to you, and they are absolutely repeating the opinions that they hear and that has been addressed from you. So you're responsible for some of the BS that's going on that we're dealing with in our community. That's what I want to say right away. You are wholeheartedly responsible for some of the BS that we got to deal with in our community. So today, I want to invite you to come on the front line, uh, join me. I'm going to put out the link a little bit later. I'm not going to do it right away because I know we get our guests and they'll start coming in. But I, I invite you to engage in the comments. I invite you to, you know, tell TL when he's wrong. Tell me when I'm wrong. Because, again, that's when I, that's when I learned. As I just said earlier, be ready for a fight because I am a black folk. Hey, hey, man, look, the today is going to be an interesting show. I got some special guests with me. 
And I got one of my good friends sitting in the studio with me. Um, this is a guy who has be, he's, he's normally behind the scenes. He, he writes for the show. He's one of the early adopters of the Frontline Stereo podcast. Frontline Stereo podcast listener, please welcome Mr. Malik Nagazi. Oh, what up, fam? How you doing? Glad to be on the show. Man, look, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're sitting in with me. Hey, man, look, I got a crazy lineup today, and I'm glad you're sitting in with me so we can um, have this conversation. Man, look, I, I, have you ever heard of the term blackwashing? I have. Very familiar yeah. with that. Man, it's like, it's, it's like, can that even be a thing? We've been, we've been calling out people, um, especially these movies from Egypt, these movies that, that are placed in Africa. We've been saying they've yep. been whitewashing us for, for ages and for years. And here it is. I feel like we made a blackwash something else. Before I go all the way into what I'm talking about today, you know me. I like to play some music. I like to get something smooth going. And that's what I want to do. I want to get something smooth going that we can um, listen to and, 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 just, and just vibe off of while I read this lineup. You with me? Go ahead and get started, man. Oh man, I played that as an intro um, music last week, but you know it's still smooth as that. It's still smooth as ever. Um, Look, look, guys, you're a millennial. I usually say for my millennials, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this, um, (laughs) this music for. But you're a millennial, man. Look, I want to talk about the current, the current course correction of statue busting. Um, America is course correcting our situation with history. And we're tearing down any statue there is when it comes to um, slavery and people who were slave owners, Confederate flag waivers and, and Confederate flag, Confederate soldiers, period. We're, we're busting statues down right now. I want to talk about that a little bit. But as I lead in, lean into that part of the conversation, I also want to talk about this critically acclaimed movie, um, Hamilton. I got to talk about Hamilton. I'm glad you're with me to talk about this. Because um, personally, I think we've been hoodwinked. As usual, I think we have been hoodwinked, led astray, run amok. You know what um, my boy Malcolm X used to say? Hey, man, look, I, I got questions, man. And, and for those questions, I have invited one of my good friends, frat brother of mine, frat brother of mine from my original undergrad chapter man this this is special to me right now um i got um maurice prophet in with us today he's a I, you know what i'm just gonna bring him right in right away hey y'all look i got maurice prophet he's an independent playwriter theater and film director producer based out of the city of chicago mr prophet is the founder and owner of b-size studios llc He's created material for theaters all over Illinois, and currently you can find him streaming on Amazon with his series, Broke AF. Yeah, he did AF before somebody else did AF, but you know what I'm saying. Look, go check that out on Amazon. Look, you can you can also listen to him on the um, iHeartRadio, as he is also the host of the MDX Radio. Um, man, look, this gonna be this gonna be lovely and interesting. Y'all just get ready because my boy is here and I got my other guy sitting in with me. Let me cut this music and just and just get ready to go. Let me welcome to the studio, Mr. Maurice Prophet. Yeah, you here now, baby. Hey. What's happening, man? 
Live on the air. What is good, Frat? How you feeling, bro? Man, look, I can't complain. I'm feeling good. I, my, my my frat here, um, and and you know not you. I I always pay note to being brothers, but I also I also want to pay note to to the fact that you are a playwright. You are you 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 are the the mm-hmm. right guy for this conversation. I because I, I really want to talk about Hamilton today, Frat. So currently, Malik, you with me still? I got you. Okay, I just want to make sure we can hear everybody. Hey, look, Good so to meet you, Malik. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we ain't meet each other. My bad. <laughs> look, currently we're in the active movement. Like I said, to course correct history, as I started off saying, we're ridding the world of everything um, related to race relations, especially these Confederate um, soldiers, these these statues. Because I'm not calling them monuments, because we're not memorializing anybody who owned slaves. You know what I'm saying? So these statues are being torn, torn down all across America. They say, blow up Mount Rushmore. Um, let's not celebrate these slave owners and all these people that fought to keep slavery. And then the black people have surprised me. And here comes, well, here comes where my question comes in. But now we are celebrating black and brown actresses portraying the very people that we are tearing down and wanting to blow up. This is why I say, come on, black folk. Is this really black excellence? Have we been hoodwinked again? Do you think for one moment, you know, I'm not even going to say that yet, but I'm saying Disney Plus has hoodwinked us by releasing Hamilton for free for 30 days or $7.99 if you you pay that monthly subscription and wanted us to buy into this black excellence of black actors playing the likes of George Washington, Alexander Hamilton, and Thomas Jefferson. And these are the people that y'all was ready to... um, blow up their statues i'm confused somebody help me out um reese i bought you on this con- i bought you in this conversation because dude you're you're a playwright. you 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 write for theaters you you done did all this you've been there you done that this this is my question what is the responsibility of a playwright? script writer any writer is it is it do you guys have to keep the historical context in place or do you just right, get to no, rewrite first- history Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, you know, thank you again for having me on, having me on your show. I'm really, you know, looking forward to this conversation and such. Um, you know, it, the thing is, is that this was personally, I'm talking about, about myself personally. Okay. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of musicals. I don't really, I don't really get, I don't really get into them. I understand that they are, that they are, you know, like uh, money makers and such. Right, right. Um, and I get that there's like a, a huge, massive audience for them and everything, which I totally respect. Me personally, I just don't get into them. So it took me a long time to see Hamilton. And so long, in fact, it took me, I, I watched it today for the first time. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how long it took. So like, you know, so it, so it took a little bit of like, you know, like courage and, and, and to push me in that direction and such. However, to answer your question, in terms of um, in terms of writing, in terms of the the upholding the, the the degree of integrity of characters and the story and such and everything, I feel that historical accuracy is very is very is very important because as time goes on, as you know, lots of um, lots of information, lots of language, lots of pieces of of of, of what's of what's taking place can fall through the cracks. And can be forgotten about, can be faded, um, and then they can. What was once a factual, you know, piece of history is now is now a myth. 
you know, like where, you know, that time, time can do that. So it's really the responsibility of a playwright, especially a playwright, a screenwriter, an author, whomever has, you know, the, the power of the pen to be able to preserve the accuracy of, you know, of, of what they're trying to portray in a story and such. Okay. And that, that really is, that really is critical. However, there have been, we have been seeing liberties being taken into, in, into account from writers where they may tweak history a little bit here and there. They might, uh, you know, like, I don't know about tweak, fam. Tweak. Well, well, no, 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 no. I'm, be, I'm, being gener- I'm being very generous with the word tweak. I'm okay. being generous. So I'm working my way up. Though. They tweak it. They season it. They may all, they may shift it a little bit. And then it just turns into just, uh, all right, just push it aside. Now we got, we got this now in place. So it is, it is, a, it is a, a quite a dangerous um, slippery slope that you run into when it comes to altering storytelling. You know, I think about what, what, something that stands out in my head is um, Inglorious Bastards. Okay. And granted, that was that that was advertised and marketed as to be a, a satire. Totally get that. But like we're, what we're talking about right now, you run into that slippery slope where people can take that kind of serious. And then you look at what came out a year ago. Harriet, I believe it was. Yeah, Harriet came the Harriet out. Tubman film came out. It made it look well. like a hero. And Whoa, they, and they like, and they like, they completely went left, you know, with that in terms of like the way how that storytelling was done and such. So it does, you know, you do run into like that that area where it's kind of dangerous territory where history is being is being rewritten. Because think about it, there's a very young audience right mm-hmm. now that's being introduced to these films, these being introduced to these pieces of work, being introduced to these plays for the very first time, and this is how they are being introduced to historic historical um the historical, historical pinpoints right the pinpoint so they think that's that's real so, so you got to be very careful so hold on hold right. on hold on you you watch so you watched hamilton G- yeah honest opinion yeah. what did you think of hamilton so um <laughs> like i said i'm <laughs> he's like i don't do musicals man right. because <laughs> i yeah yeah we know i'm not in the musicals I, I i was watching i watched it with with the lens of 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 a director so i was like looking at wow the way how they did that choreography was good. The way how they did the lighting was good. The way how they did, you know, this and the other. Like categorically, it's a it's a good it's a good film. The uh-huh. way how it was, it's a good play. The way how it's it's all pieced together. But this is this is where it gets a little murky, right? <laughs> Aside from like what's on paper, this is where it gets a little murky. Malik, did you watch hey, this I'm show? Trying, I, did you watch this? Yeah, I watched it. What? It, come on, give me. Come on, get like Netflix say, thumbs up or thumbs down. What would y'all give it? Just for being a good musical, I give it a thumbs up. But oh, I think to Maurice's point, up. it's the oh. misdirection in there that is troubling, right? Because then you get into that point where it's like, when you have a younger audience and they're looking at this and they're just associating, okay, well, someone who may not be familiar with it, oh, this is what George Washington was really like. This is what Alexander Hamilton was really like. And the whole point of this is when you look out through the whole play, yeah. they don't even really that's, touch the point of slavery. Yeah, that's, that, own that's problematic. Barely, right. That's He's problematic right there. So here, look, that entire touch point would be missing. I mean, how accurate is it? Let me tell you what happened to me. So I'm sitting down on the weekend, and yes, I'm about to talk about you, sweetheart. I'm glad you're listening because <laughs> I'm, I'm about to let it ride on my wife. I'm sitting there, and she's like, I'm finna order Disney Plus so you can finally see Hamilton. And I go in, and I was like, okay, I'll watch Hamilton. She had went and seen it in Chicago during our engagement party, and she seen it live. She was coming back. I loved it. You would like it, too. They had rap. They had this. They had black actors. They, it was cold. It was everything. And I was like, all right, you know. 
Disney Plus, normally I wouldn't come on this Broadway. I wouldn't go on Broadway to um, watch something like this. And it was all the rave and all the hype, you know, hard to get ticket. My wife sent me down. First thing I noticed, it was three hours. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this for my woman. It's my baby. I'm a, we, she loved it. I'm, I'm going to like it. And I'm about 15 minutes in, and I go, this is a live minstrel show. I can't watch this shit. And I was like, how am I supposed to, how am I to ignore the things that I am seeing? And I, only thing, what I was going to say at the beginning is, can you imagine a Jewish person playing in a role of a Nazi soldier or Hitler? And I, I would immediately think, no. But yet we can imagine and see and applaud black people in the role of a slave owner. Is it just me or is something up with that? I mean, that's why I say, what's what, what's the hit? You know, you guys comment out there. It, it, that's that's my question. Something is wrong with that. Something is very, 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 very wrong with that. Do 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 these type of shows need to be historically correct? You guys comment. Let me know as we're as we're having this conversation, because I don't think we'd ever find a Jewish member playing uh, a Nazi soldier or Hitler or any of the above. I think they did something similar to that. I'm, I'm, I might be wrong with the producers. And you know better than I do. That's what I say. I'm just here I, to ask the questions. You the pro. I, but, the, but once again, they, they lean on satire. They lean on, on the, they lean on the, uh, the category of satire when it comes to like those pieces. How, but going back to Hamilton though, see like, I guess my problem with, with, with it is that, this is supposed to be the work that is supposed to be innovative. It's supposed to be, you know, like this is where, you know, hip hop and, you know, mainstream can like, you no know, can, can be each other and such like that and everything. But I don't like the notion of this is, this is the area that's safe to like hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, because the thing is that there is, there has been a number of, there has been a number of musicals. There have been a number of, uh, of projects and such where hip hop, you know, was the center focus you know, but you had like you know you you had an all black cast, you know what I'm saying? Like or or all you know like you know like you had an all black cast, you know for that. But it wasn't it didn't have the marketing machine that Hamilton has. And I feel like you know a lot of times they look at Hamilton as this is safe, this is okay, this is palatable, this is something I can take my I I can I can feel okay about, and then I I'll feel okay about myself because I'm not racist because 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 we're watching this and such. And so I kind of like. And that's that's where I was like going at earlier when I was like it gets a little murky because when it gets into that territory, mm-hmm. it's like the same people who who have heralded Hamilton as like you know this, this great you know this great epic piece. Do you have that same energy for for other you know for other black you know black uh black owned theaters black cast black cast black black shows that still do illustrate. They still do have like hip hop as the background while telling the story. You know but, what I mean? Like you know, it was that same energy there. But you or just is said it always here because it's safe. You know what I'm saying? I do understand what you're saying, but you said a comment that I, I generally tend to kind of lean in on, and you was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I got black artists, so it, so am I racist? Is Hamilton racist? That is a, a wonderful question that I want to ask my frontline listeners that are listening with us today. Is Hamilton racist? I believe. The fact that we have a all black cast, or as he liked to put it, a a gender a, a gender and racial neutral cast, um, do we believe is racist? It's almost like a white person when they go, "I'm not racist because I got black friends." So is Hamilton saying the same thing? We can't be racist because we got an all black cast or a, a cast of people of color. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. See, I don't think it's. See, that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't think it's racist. I think though it is capitalizing on, on a market that's out there, and we're talking about a market full of of white people who want to dive deep into the hit into the culture, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to. So they lean on pieces like this. They lean on Eminem. They lean on G Easy, Macklemore. You know what I'm saying? Like you know that's. That's that same audience, I feel, that this was attracting to because every person, I'm sorry, not every person, but a lot of people, I would say about 90% of the people mm-hmm. who, have, who I've talked with and that have heralded the Hamilton as like, you know, this, this, this great piece of art, those are the same kind of people who, you know, who are at the g Easy show, who are at the Macklemore show. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, those are, that's that audience. Yeah. So in a way, I, I, I kind of wonder, it made me kind of think like maybe... Lynn, uh, maybe Lynn was looking at like his name this, is a mouthful, you know ain't it? Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't never yeah, say it either. I gotta go real so slow. L's and M's all over the place. I'm like, I, I'll just call you Lynn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but, and to Marisa's point, it's like I agree, it's not racist. I, I don't think of it as racist. I definitely think they took a lot of creative liberties, so to speak, in there. And their point is, how far do you go? Like, if you compare it to like the biggest money making shit when it comes to movies, Marvel. They take a lot of creative liberties, but that's a fictional piece of art. No one's really going to question if that's, you know, you do something that may be straight off. Oh, I'm questioning. History, I think it's racist as ever. I mean, like Hamilton, look, we, we're not talking about no, no little play. I mean, the fact that the fact that it had to come to Disney Plus to reach the masses, to even have the conversation about this color neutral cast speaks volumes in itself. I mean, we're talking about a, a play that's grossed over $500 million and, and has the likes of the Obamas liking it and the Clintons liking it. And then we got Hove, we got Jay-Z and Bay out there liking it. You know, when you see people like that out there, that make black people go, you know what? I think I want to watch this because I can relate. And, and something else you said, Reese, you said we got a youth, a, a youth, a youthful group of people out there watching this they don't know. They don't have a clue about the historical context behind Jefferson and Hamilton and, and George Washington. They don't know they were slave owners. I mean, a third year, a third grader will probably be able to tell you that George Washington owned slaves. But the immediate thought when you say Hamilton is I'm not giving away my shot. You know, all these songs and hip hop songs that they that they've gravitated to. And it makes Hamilton seem like this cool dude when in fact. We are course correcting right now. And in this course correction right now, we just said blow up Hamilton and Washington and Jefferson and all of Mount Rushmore. And we saying tear down these signs, tear down these um these statues. And we could never celebrate anybody that was a slave owner or or helped with the with 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 the, the institution of slavery. But yet we got black people applauding Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It does. I mean, like, do you realize a kid? I mean, I, I, this is a story I was about to tell. I was sitting out at a, at a place that I frequent, frequently smoke my cigars at. Shout out to the people at um, the Corona Cigar Bar. Y'all can find me when this coronavirus is over back at the Corona Cigar Bar smoking my cigarettes. I mean, my, my cigarettes, my, my cigars. I was out there with one of my good friends, um, sh- ho- um, another radio show host, Don Miller. And we were sitting there, and, and he, we had this whole show planned in regards to Dr. King Day, Martin Luther King Day. And some college students walked past, and they, and he asked them, he just randomly asked them, hey, what y'all know about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? And they said, oh, that's the guy that freed slaves. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's the guy that frees slaves. So wow. they he's they can barely these are college students, bro. So when you got a group of college students who can't even give you the historical context behind, and yes, they were black, <laughs> which made it worse. When you got the historical context of black people, black youth not even knowing who their own is when it comes to people like Martin Luther King, now Lynn Manuel Miranda is putting out this hip hop minstrel show where. He's got youthful kids singing songs about these slave owners when we're trying to course correct. How are we going to course correct if we too busy praising Hamilton? See, and that's what that's what re- that's that that triggers a question I have in my in my head often. Because I think about when when I was coming up, you know, in grammar school mm-hmm. and what my history courses were like. And how you only got a sliver, a sliver of a taste of, of, of like learning about some black history, but it was always about we were slaves. And then years later, MLK came and did the High of a Dream speech. And that's all you learned about in school and such. And I wonder, and I wonder, what is that like in 2020 with children learning about history in school now? Because as when we were coming, when we were all coming up, remember, like we went into depth about learning about. Andrew Jackson learned went into depth about learning about Alexander Hamilton, about George Washington, about you know all these all these uh the, these wig wearing presidents and such, and they were always heralded as American heroes. Yeah, that, and it wasn't that truth like, coming to light now. Like later on, yeah, or some independent research where you real where you learned that these that, that these that these men were monsters and that they, and that they were problematic as hell, and that was like the issue I had with Hamilton because it makes like what you said uh, a minute ago, T. That it, wa- that it does make them seem very cool. It makes George Washington look very, very cool. And that and this is going to be, when you associate George Washington, when young kids you associate George Washington, they're going to think about that play. Yeah. And what that does, you, what, like I was talking about, talking about earlier, it erases history. And it makes these, and it makes everything that we're talking about right now in terms of like what's happening with the statues and everything, and in terms of like, you know, what the objective is and turn them, tearing them down, it takes away from, takes that power away. So we really are rewriting history. So it is very problematic, you know, in, um, in, in terms of like, you know, where it is right now. So you just, you said it's rewriting history. So we've, we've complained. We've had movements literally complaining and saying we're never going to watch this movie kings of egypt with an all-white cast how you gonna be a king of egypt and you're a white dude and we're saying no it should have been a black actor cast in there you cast actors you know you know the importance of black actors Mm -hmm. playing roles that would have more than likely been a melanated person and now we just in this in this new this new um, cancel culture, this new environment we are in of course correcting everything that we are doing when it comes to slavery and 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 people who support slavery. Is that it? Can we can we say bl- we blackwashed or Lin Manuel Miranda blackwashed? Mm. Um, is that like is that a thing? <laughs> can we? Can I even say argument? something like that? Is that a, I mean because I know white people are, are saying it right now. I mean, they're they're absolutely saying that now. We but when they start saying something like that, we flat out say that they're have they're they're microaggressive. They they, they want to know why you we whitewash, but we why you blackwash? I mean, look, white people have been white people have been absolutely okay with um with non cultural casts on movies and plays because if 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 they weren't, they they wouldn't go watch the Kings of Egypt with all the white people acting all mm-hmm. the melanated roles. They've been fine with it, but are we fine with it? We shouldn't be. Um, 
but this is the thing is that because this is an area because I was thinking about I was thinking about that question when I was watching when I was watching it earlier. Okay. And this is an area where I'm very open to have a discussion about and to, and to listen and to, and to really listen because yeah, you're right. When I see it happen, when I see Scarlett Johansson's being cast as as an, an, an Asian woman, and when I'm seeing Shia LaBeouf being cast as a Latino, and when I'm seeing uh, Jake Gyllenhaal being cast as an African, yeah, I'm having I'm 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 having some I'm I'm having some qualms about that. I'm gonna have some questions about that. I'm gonna bring that up and I'm gonna be vocal about that and such. Watching Hamilton, I didn't get that feeling, and I was asking myself like, I want I wonder why. I feel okay with this. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I feel I not. I won't say okay, but I'm like I'm. A, I, this is much more palatable than the other three that I mentioned. But and I'm just like, why is that? You know, when I, going back to what I was talking about in terms of accuracy, you know, accuracy is very, is very, is very important. You know, not only with you know saying historic, but also when it comes to casting as well. Me personally, I you know when I'm looking for a certain character to fit uh, an actor to fit a certain character that I'm writing for or I'm, write, I'm, I'm writing about. I want to make sure that I am as as accurate as possible with that. You know, even going down to the point of like, you know, making sure the regions even match as well too. Like making sure that the person has, has like regional connections with what that character has and such. And so, because I have a high degree of um, I, I have a high degree of respect for that. I'm asking myself, I'm like, why I'm okay with with one but not the other. You know, mm-hmm. like when it when it comes to the three that I mentioned earlier, I feel like with those, that's lazy, that's lazy booking, that's lazy casting, and that's also there's there's they're they're trying to get a blockbuster name to make to make money. Right. So both those so both those areas, you know, are are, are very shallow. I don't, but the thing is, I don't want to put that on Lynn, thinking you know that he that he was you know doing the same thing, but those areas seem pretty similar. And that's like I'm just like, okay, I maybe I need to like listen more about maybe I need to dig more into that and understand that more in terms of like what where his mindset was when it came to the casting of that because it does appear to be very parallel to those Scarlett Johansson's, Shia LaBeouf and and Jake Gyllenhaal's. So so here we go. I we think got it's the medium too. Yeah. Right. Because it's 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 that medium when they come across hip hop culture because I think he realized what a lot of people realize black people have such a a financial stronghold that people can tap into that. And he realized that with you coming out with a play like this, think how many black people rush to go see this in, in plays that never seen it before. Right. Think about how many people who never even care to get Disney plus have never even tried it. But it's like, I'm a twin because it's a high play. They, they realize the, the power that a black dude has when it comes to him. I, I just wholeheartedly think it combats what our whole message is of course, correcting our situation. I just, I don't see how we can course correct by saying I don't see how we can course correct by saying this this play is okay because our kids are watching this our kids are singing these songs and we've we again we've placed black people in the roles of slave owners and and I don't I don't believe a Nazi person I don't believe a a Jewish person would ever play a Nazi in any movie or or play or anything and that's here's here's an additional question Malik Yes, this one for you, because we kind of had this conversation a little bit about this. We're course correcting now. This is hundreds. This is hundreds of years, hundreds of years um, past when when slavery existed, that we're now finally tearing down Confederate statues and and trying to course correct our situation. How long did it take? How long did it take for the Jewish community, Jewish America or Jewish German, Jewish Germans to course correct 
from Hitler when Hitler was overthrown. I mean, they got rid of that stuff quick, man. But to me, that's there's a difference in perception. They were ashamed of it, right? With, with tearing down all of these, they call them monuments, we'll just call it statues, there's a sense of, of remorse, of, of, of understanding that what we've done is something evil that's terrible. That same notion in America has taken so long and it's still fighting to this day for them to even have that type of sentiment. Right. So to even get to that point, it, it, it took so much and it's still taking so much. Um, and that that's the issue with it. It's, it's with everyone else in, in Germany, I mean, they... You may see it in a museum, but they don't have that stuff parade around. They don't fly Nazi flags. It's it's federal offenses to do anything that's even symbolic of that time period. Man, and here's something interesting that's coming in the comments. Rail, you're right. I would have had a problem with that cast if they was all white and it and playing that hip hop culture. I absolutely would have had had a problem. I'm gonna tell you where I would have had my problem at. I would have had a problem with an all white cast on this because Lynn Manuel Miranda took the freedom to create a narrative that's not true. Again, we're course correcting right now. And he just made Hamilton Hamilton look like he was a part of the whole abolishment of slavery. I mean, Hamilton, if we look back at the historical context, Hamilton actually married into, married into a family that was big on slavery. And he did a deal for one of the, the largest slave ownerships and kept some for him and his wife. On top of that, if we just go from a political route rail. If we go from a, a political route, he's the one who created the big bank system. He's the one who wanted um, four life Senate seats. We would have never got ahead with four life Senate seats. I mean, like when it comes to us course correcting what we do now, he just made this guy look like he was hunky dory and all right. One of the founding forefathers, this immigrant, that's how he pulled y'all in. I'm telling you, that's how he got y'all. He, he pulled y'all in with this immigrant story. And then he pulled black people in with this fatherless story and then rap helped make it agreeable for you. I mean, I got these lyrics. Let me let me let me read these lyrics that that I pulled from the show. He said the ten dollar the ten dollar founding father without a father got a lot farther by working a lot harder and being and by being a lot smarter by being a self starter. Come on, black people. He planned on our circumstances. This was a slave owner. With that, this, he's perpetuating this American dream with this ten dollar, this ten dollar founding father without a father. Um, and and I and I came here and I worked hard. That's that's not our case. That is not our case in our course correction. That we 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 can work as hard as we want. They still redlined. They still um, do predatory lending against us. They still keep us down when it comes to corporate cor in corporate America. When it comes to the promotion, they're never looking at us first. That's not our story. But he pulled you in because he was rapping. Mm. <laughs> that, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I'm very curious to see like what he what he, what he would say right now. Like I understand. Like, I understand he, he got the check. I understand he got the, the Disney bag. You know he. You know his bank account is very nice right now. I I I I I. I I understand that reality, mm -hmm. but the you know the, the topics when, it, when we're talking about right now in terms of like the statues being torn down and and bringing the awareness to you know the, to the forefront that wasn't there you know that wasn't there some you know six years ago or whatever wherever it was when Hamilton you know blew up on the you know on the uh, the, the mainstream circuit. So I'm I'm curious to know like since this topic is on the front line front line right now, do you feel that not I don't want to say we're remorse. Because, you know, you know, obviously, like, you know, he created this and, you know, it, it became a success. So he's very happy with the success and everything. But, you know, is there do you feel that there's any type of like 
uh, like any kind of tinge maybe that you might be feeling right now. Oh, I, because I think he is. He, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why I think he is. Um, you ever heard of Ishmael, Ishmael Reed? He, um, yeah. he's been on Fox. He's been yeah. on CNN. Um, Ishmael Reed was kind of like you. He's like, I usually don't get into musicals and any person with the, the right wherewithal, um, could, any person with the wherewithal to know exactly what the founding fathers were and what they stood for and, and who they were wouldn't be able to stand watching him completely write that out and making it um, agreeable to, to the minds of, of America. Just, just let's leave out the fact that these guys were slave owners and, and represented um, that systematic racism that we're fighting against now. He went on to make a play called The Haunting of Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it it pulled these it pulled these um he all the, the the play was centered around the haunting of Lin Manuel Miranda I gotta say it slow um from the slave owners from Hamilton and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and all these people I mean like he literally just let's leave out the fact that Thomas Jefferson slept with a fourteen year old black girl was a basically a, a molester. And let's just leave that out. Let's just make it look like he was, you know, he was dancing around. He was one of, dude, when it comes to the acting ability of the gentleman who played Thomas Jefferson and the French dude, he was great. I can't, I I can't knock it. They were awesome. However, (laughs) think about the historical context behind it. Hey, look, hey, this is a part of the show where I I definitely want to invite the guests to come in the studio with Maurice, Malik, and myself. If you have a comment, a question, if you want to just join the front line, the link is in the comments. Now, click on the link, join us on the front line, ask a question, a comment. You guys are are rocking and rolling in the comment section today. I really appreciate it. Um, But, yeah, Hamilton is a play that's two years old, Terrell. But I'm going to say this. Hamilton, while being two years old, it wasn't bought to the masses on Disney Plus for free and for six seven six dollars, seven dollars. So now it's a it's a it's an additional conversation around this because again, we are course correcting right now and just happenstance that Disney, one of the biggest conglomerates in the world, releases this play to help quell the people from blowing up Mount Rushmore. Cause that's what we did. Yeah. And you know the thing is also like what I'm thinking about is that you know when the first when it first came out like i i was i was already familiar with his work from um from from in the heights mm-hmm. that came that came like way before hamilton so I, so when i heard about hamilton coming out i was like oh okay like that's uh oh they're gonna do like that oh wow okay that's 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 different so i just took it like this is this is gonna be a way for them to be able to explain history you know just in uh in a more in, in a more modern in a more modern delivery you know, mm-hmm. where it's not it's not so dry and so um and, and just so black and just so like you know just black and white and dry or whatever like that. Um but then like the more I the more I heard about like you know what was what was happening around it was like that's when it kind of made me like oh that's a little you know it's a, it's a little cringy and such. Um so I wondered like you know yeah it was created for that reason perhaps you know to make a to make a for lack of a better term, a fun way to deliver, you know, like his, you know, the, the, this history piece. But what's really going to be bad is the back end, I feel, and that's going to be a lot of schools who are going to be running with this, a lot of like you know, community you. theaters as well running with this as well too, you know, who are going to do like their own, you know, their own version of, you know, of this. And all you're doing is just like you're building on top of lies. 
And you got and it. And that's and that right there is scary. And and going back to what I'm I'm, I'm still kind of troubled by what you said earlier, T, in terms about those those college students. Right. You know, they can't even like, tell about our own. That's gonna get worse. It's gonna get way worse. I mean, Hamilton is about as racist as you come. We only. I mean, the fact that we only have 23% of, of Broadway audience are people of color brings the attention to the fact that Disney had to place this yeah. out to the masses. Because if they didn't, we wouldn't even be aware of his intent to create this color um, neutral um, cast as he were as he was doing this, this as he was putting this play together and, 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 and this casting together. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, a load of, it's a load of crap. Go ahead, Malik. The one thing I haven't heard talks about it right now, but I mean, you think about it, if Disney, I mean, they got the rights to it. They could just, when the movie theaters come back, they can release this in the theaters. I mean, put this out in December during the Christmas time. I mean, you're just going to expose it more. So, I mean, that's more of a target artist you can get. So, I mean, it's definitely, it can do a lot of damage fairly quickly. Mr. Minton, you can call in. I want you to call in because you're talking about, or I say call in. I want you to engage with us on the front line because you're saying we should course correct Hold on, let me let me pull this comment up. This is a long comment. I would have rather had you had you joint chime in and tell us about this 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 here comment. You said we should course correct the trash that our young people watch every week. We listen to music that degrades our women, talks about killing, selling drugs. We live in so far in the past that we don't even see see what's right in front of us unless a lighter person raps on stage. That's one hell of a comment, sir. Um, I, to this, I would make this rebuttal. If we are in the current climate where we are canceling things, which Lin-Manuel Miranda should have canceled Hamilton, um, if he really wanted to care about um, the, the least, the last, the lost, and the lonely, and the effects that rewriting history could play on things, we should have canceled that. Yeah, I agree. Some of this music is tough. Some of these shows, especially these housewives shows that just show women looking a plum fool. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more when it comes to that part. But no way... Yeah. Am I going to ever support the fact that we had black cast members playing slave owners and we're going to have somebody's child, um, some three or four year old running around the house talking about how he's not giving away his shot or whatever. Or I want to be in the room when it happened. That was a slap in the face because we ain't been in the room. We still ain't in the room when it's happening. So you can talk to me. Come on. Somebody engage. Y'all engage with us. Why? Yeah. If you want to come on. I don't think you do though. I think I think <laughs> I think where we are right now, we're in a very we're in a very unique a, a very unique stage right now where now we really are having our voices on the on on the you know uh, on the on the front on the front line. Yep. Where we are having our ideas, our art, our you know our um our, our fortitude being out there. You know, we're like in this new black renaissance right now, mm-hmm. and. Based off this conversation that we're having right now, how perfect of a time is it now for us to be able to take our children, to take our nieces and our nephews, to take our, you know, our, our, our little bit, our, our little kid cousins and everything, you know, take them to, because there's, 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 there's so, there's so many more choices out there besides what we're, what we're talking about in, on Disney Plus. There's so many bl- independent Black-owned theaters, you know, little, you know, like, like, like smaller, in smaller venues and such. They're all around. I, I'm not speaking about, about Chicago. They're okay. all around the city of Chicago, all on the South Side, even in the North Side as well, too. Black-owned theaters, Black-owned playwrights, Black-owned, um, you know, black, Black-owned uh, black ensembles and such, you know, who are able to tell our stories the way how, the way how they should be told by yeah. us. By us. For us. For us. 
absolutely and, and there's and that's the thing is that like we can't rely on just that being you know like what we what we lean on to tell to, to tell our story it's really up to us and i've seen so many more black immersion playwrights and, and and screenwriters emerge from you know what's been happening as you know for the past because of due to the past few months putting their art out there and really having you know having the prime focus on it because you're right you know if we allow if we if we just let that be the sole voice of of our story then we're in trouble and where I feel like we collectively are not allowing that to happen. So look, I got, we'll I got, I got, I got somebody who's wanting to engage with us. He's a regular on the show. Um, I know you're listening right now <laughs> while you sit in the studio. I ain't bought you in for a reason because I need you to come in and I need you to ask, a, make your comment or say your question because sometimes you be getting on this joint and you be, you be ready to be the host fam. So, um, welcome into the show. Thank you for engaging with us. You are now on the front line, Jaron. What's your question or comment? Well, my comment is more or less um, with everything going on in today's society and then seeing things like this, um, I think it's used as a mechanism of brainwashing. And there's a great person, I love listening to them on The Breakfast Club, Dr. Umar Johnson, where what he talks about is how certain things that we see they're used as um, mechanisms to tear us down. Perfect example, I had used him in reference to a project I did when I started college, and he was talking about how the picture of white Jesus is used as a weapon of mass destruction. Mm. And we bring much to believe that white Jesus is right, but then when you go through history, you find out Jesus is actually someone of our color. Mm. So it makes us think that white is right and black is bad, and you need to get back, and that's not the case. And then it's like, now that I'm fully conscious and I'm aware and I see certain things, I can actually say, like, when I look at certain Disney movies, like, perfect example, Pocahontas, I remember watching that movie when I was little, and I used to think that the Indians were savages. But then when you go through history and you look at Christopher Columbus and how he has a holiday. The Trail of Tears. Claim America was found. They claim America was found. Um and, when and they was the savages that killed all the Indians. Yeah, they kill all the Indians. Like Thanksgiving is the day where pilgrims, where Indians were slaughtered. And looking at it now, and then like another thing would be like Rosewood. People say, oh, the first black Wall Street wasn't black. Yeah, it was. What do you think Rosewood was? It's one of the biggest cover-ups in history that we as black people have to call our own. So I think that when you put people in these roles, it's used as a weapon of mass destruction because it gives our children and emphasis to say, well, this person was a bad person. And then in turn, even if you have a black actor in it, they're going to look and be like, well, it was played by a black person. That means a black person's not bad. Didn't I tell you he was going to be a host, (laughs) y'all? My man, Jaron, I appreciate your comment. Thank you for engaging with us on the front line. (laughs) My man, he always in there. I I, I love the fact that Mm -hmm. I got some regular supporters now. Um, You're one of the people who helped make the – the show what it is today so jaren i really appreciate your comment the but yeah he's right i mean it's it's a mechanism used to continuously tear us down the um, christopher columbus found america and pilgrims or came here to give the savages the savage indians food and teach them proper ways yeah it is brainwashing 
Bro, it is it, it is absolutely brainwashing because now we're rewriting history. And that's and that's really the question that I had to, to Maurice. I needed him to answer that question. Like, does art take a back? I mean, can history take a back seat to the art of what we're doing? And I just don't think it's OK, especially in this climate. And Jaron mentioned something. He, he said something about this white Jesus thing. I just want to pay attention to this word that we've been we've all been we've been educated on in this climate that we're in this word this 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 term not word white savior that person that comes in and and kind of just saves the situation and i could only yeah. think about this play again when i when i'm coming back to our our ability to course correct and do things hurricane maria in puerto rico everybody praised lynn man manuel miranda for taking his play and raising all the money to help with the efforts of Hurricane Maria. Hurricane Maria. Which, yeah. which, which is a good thing. However, in this climate that we are in, that white savior term comes to play. And it's just like, it's almost, if we look at it now, it's almost a slap in the face to go to Puerto Rico and with a play about the founding fathers being these good guys and immigrants in Puerto Rico, which is an American territory. <laughs> even though our own president would probably call them immigrants and right. come up with this, this whole, we get the job done while America not supporting the American territory, Puerto Rico, not getting the job done. Come on, man. It, it's a continuous slap in the face, no matter where he takes it. And the only course correction I can see for this is Disney taking it down and Lin-Manuel Miranda apologizing to black people for putting them in the position to play a slave owner. Right. But sadly, um, that's we know we, we all know we all know us three and everyone else listening at home. We all know that's not going to happen because he's now in a different he's a, he's in a different category. Yeah, exactly. He's in a different tier right now where right. the money is talking the and white people are giving him the, the attaboy. You know, the studio, the, the movie studios, all the executives are are, are, are loving him. They're, they're, they're hugging on him and all, yeah. and all that stuff and everything. They're using him as a token. So this way, they they, they don't feel bad message. about their own racism. You got you know it. What I'm so it's like, it's like you said, it's it's a whole cycle that's happening right now, and I feel that he's like trapped into it, and that's like, and like, and when and when that happens, they're lost. The, the they're absolutely lost, and now it's going to be used as a vehicle for now for the rest of his life for him to be able to like you know continue, continuously generate generate money, generate clout, generate you know like more more power and such and everything. And that money is not going to go anywhere. He's not going to like, have any kind of like no mindset of trying to stop it or anything like that because he's he's still he's still going to get paid from it and such. So, you know, it's uh yeah, it's uh that that's that's a lost cause right there. Hello, I was like, cause it's unfortunate. Uh, go ahead. And one of the points that, that Carla Duran made that I like is because he gave a historical fact, but he provided context, and I think that's the biggest thing that people are watching need to to understand is the context of it. You can still appreciate a work of art to a certain extent, but you have to understand the historical context behind it. That gives you greater insight into actually what took place. If anything, that should really drive you to want to understand, was this really accurate? You know, what did actually happen? Who were these men that were depicting as heroes? What did they do? What were they about? And that should, you know, help drive you to making a good decision about whether this is really even something that should be played. Yeah, I'm still saying blow up the statue, man. Look, my wife asked me. She, my wife is asking right now. That's my wife up there. Um, so if this was five years ago uh, when this came out, how would I feel? I'd feel the same way. I, 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 again, it took me 15 minutes, 
15 solid minutes of you convincing me whether or not I should watch this minstrel show after seeing it. And I was just like, they letting George Washington be a black guy? Is this like, I'm, I'm so confused. I'm like, because George Washington, he, he, he had slaves. And I don't know how a black guy can play a slave on. She's like, just watch it. it again, it speaks to us being over-entertained and under-educated. One um, of our sit-ins, he, he tells us that all the time. It's under-entertained, I mean, over-entertained and under-educated. Hey, look, this is this is this is what we do here on the front line. Look, everybody has been engaging. I appreciate you guys um, for continuing to engage. Uh, we, we got a little bit more time left here on the show. Maurice, I definitely want to thank you um, so much for joining me on the front line. Malik, thank, thank you, you for joining me here on the front line. Man, look, if. I generally at the towards the end of the show because that's about where we at. I try to go an hour long, an hour strong. Oh, Malik just bounced. <laughs> he's like, I'm out of here, man. But, yeah, I was like, he's either meditating or his his or his camera froze. Right, his camera. So I don't like, know <laughs> what happened. But uh, <laughs> but uh, the this is the time of the show where I I want to I want you to definitely tell the people who you are, promote your your current projects, and if if there is any takeaways you want us to have from this conversation, because you're the professional in this in this matter. I just ask the questions <laughs> and make my rants, bro. Definitely. <laughs> do y'all think? Yeah, I want you to. I want you to tell oh, the people man. what we should take away from this conversation because I'm I'm just a ranter, man. That's what I do. I just rant. <laughs> you know, what, first and foremost, um, this is great. This is a, this is a really great conversation. I was glad to be able to be on with you and Malik, uh, to talk about this. Uh, I just want to reiterate what I said earlier. Um, the, just I just want to heighten the importance of really being able to cel- of celebrate and support. And get out there and, and really be able to like you know be engaged with black with black black art with black theater black films you know from these these black um you know filmmakers and and and, and playwrights especially the younger ones the ones who are in their twenties and such I assume that Malik is probably like you know in his twenties and everything he looks pretty young, uh but like talk to these artists right now who are just coming out of college who are just coming out of high school because their because their perspective is different from mine because I have when. I have the perspective of, of 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 the world right now, where their perspective is 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 a little bit is much more different because it's much more you know in the digital age, it's much more in the you know in the um the social media age and such and everything. And like you know with and they're in the the young culture right now, they have their own tiers of storytelling that that they that they, they need to get out there. So I really encourage people to you know don't don't just let you know don't let you know, loving hip hop and don't let, you know, uh, you know, um, you know, the mess you see on Bossip or, you know, uh, all those other sites and everything. Don't let that be your measuring stick or stick when it comes to black culture. You know, there's so much more, so much more um, enriching material that, that tells our story that's, that, that really is out there. So I encourage people, you know, go out, go the extra mile, Support these black theaters. Go to Black Ensemble Theater, you know, on um, on, on Clark Street. Go to um, the you know the Harold Washington Culture Cultural Center on the South Side and such, and it, and and all the ones in between. Come to B Side Studios as well too. Like look look at our materials. You know, we this is a time to really be able to you know step outside your comfort zone and really be able to take in like I was talking about earlier this new Black Renaissance that's happening right now. That's happening right now. So you don't want to miss what's going on because. This is that's when you get the real, authentic, very organic, you know, feel of what of of who we are and, and, and what we're all about and what our heritage is and such. The ten o'clock news is not going to talk about us, all right? 
the the the, the radio stations are not going to talk about us. You know, Fox News is not going to talk about us, but we are talking about ours about us. So come, so please, 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 I implore you all to please support Black theater and black and Black filmmaking. Um, thank you, Wati. Um, I'm like I said, like you said earlier, I'm I am the uh, the founder and creative director of B Side Studios. Uh, B Side Studios is a platform that is created specifically for the um the the artist <clears throat> the artist that has no representation. Uh, it's a it's a platform for your for for not only for your talent to be enhanced, but also for an, an area for you to make money as well too. You know, within the arts, and at the same time, being able to enhance your your own talents. Um, I take in people who you know of all of of all facets of 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 levels of experience ones who are not experienced at all to ones who have never been involved but want to get involved in such. I take you on, I bring I bring you on board, we do projects together and such, whether it be film, theater, uh, radio and such, blogs, whatever it is, when it comes to the arts, I have, I'll, give, I'll give you a platform for that. So please, look me up on Facebook, look me up on, on, on IG, look for Maurice D. Profit, or look for B-Side Studios, and I'm right there. You see the black tape? That's what we're all about. Hey man, look, y'all go out there and go on Amazon and watch Black A um Broke AF, not Black AF, Broke <laughs> AF. Um that's a B-side studio original. And 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 just this is how we support because Maurice, he's not gonna he's not gonna write any plays that's gonna have us as slave owners. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. This is that's that's not that's not gonna happen. Hey, this is the time of the show where you know what I do. I I like to wrap things up and I just wanna again thank you guys for Absolutely, absolutely thank you guys for listening. Um, Maurice, thank you for coming out and, and joining me on the show today. Um, wholeheartedly appreciate it. Um, the question is, is Hamilton dangerous for black America? Does it give white people the opportunity to embrace for, um, to embrace this movement for a moment? The style of music that has historically been an expression of suffering, AKA street reporting. Hamilton runs the risk of rewriting the history that we are currently course correcting right now. The politics influenced by Hamilton, his take on big banks, his for life Senate seats and slavery, which was made out to be a person. He was made out to be a person who aided in the abolishment of slavery. In fact, he was a deal maker for black and brown bodies. All things being fought against right now, people. Ice Cube once said, I'm just a street reporter. If you don't like the news that's being reported, change the environment that I see. In this cancel, in this cancel culture of today, even with black actors, in my opinion, there's no room for Hamilton. Again, I'd like to thank you guys for participating and joining me today. You can now back up off the front line.